Welcome to the Passion OT podcast. I am your host, Parish, and I'm an occupational therapist who is passionate about supporting and empowering other occupational therapists. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Passion OT podcast. So firstly, how are you? And how are you today? I feel that how are you is such a powerful question to ask somebody as it really is such an amazing open question that sparks conversations with people that can be as being an OT as you're seeing people within their own homes or whichever setting you work with as well as colleagues that you meet and also your supervisor or even your supervisor or mentor. Yeah so how are you? Take some time out to reflect how you currently are feeling. So this week is actually Occupational Therapy Week in the UK. And I know a couple of weeks ago it was Occupational Therapy Week in Australia. However, as it's Occupational Therapy Week in the UK and I am from England, we are going to be celebrating OT Week in the UK. So the focus of OT Week from the Royal College of Occupational Therapy is actually all about occupations. And I think this is such an amazing theme to have for OT Week, as I feel that as OTs, a lot of us can spend a lot of time actually explaining to people what occupations are, and also what occupations are in the context of occupational therapy and why this is actually so important. So I think this is an incredible thing. And a massive shout out to the Royal College of Occupational Therapy because they have created some incredible resources for Occupational Therapy Week. So a lot of this information that I'll be using today is actually straight from the website. So I'll make sure the link is in the show notes for that. So the theme in regards to occupation. So the Royal College of Occupational Therapy have created this theme as they've identified that they want to support people to be able to talk and consistently create a better understanding of what occupations are in regards to occupational therapy. So what they are and why they matter for people you work with, as well as providing a better understanding of the role of occupational therapy, its values, and also its impact. They've identified three things that you can focus on this week. So number one is talking about occupations. So actually weaving them into every conversation that you have with a person to enable them to understand what occupation means in the context of occupational therapy, as well as owning your superpower which i think is so beautiful to think of and actually own your superpower occupations are at the core of occupational therapy so make them a focus on everything you do and i feel like that is also such a powerful thing to focus on because I feel like sometimes you can get so involved in interventions and process and stuff and sometimes you can have that step away from occupation so I think it's important to bring us back to what are the occupations that the person wants to work on as well as the third point of things to focus on for occupational therapy week in the UK is finding out how to overcome barriers so for yourself is there something stopping you from talking about occupations have a little bit of a reflective point on that to see if there are any barriers regarding that. So the Royal College of Occupational Therapy have actually created an amazing, essentially a script to enable OTs to have a bit of a 30 second dialogue 
to be able to explain what occupations are. So I'll read it out for you. Occupations are any activity that we need, want or like to do to live and to look after our physical and mental health. They can be self-care, productive or leisure. We do occupations from the moment we are born. They're essential to living. They give our lives meaning and purpose. They shape who we are and help us connect with others. And again, I think that's Royal College of Occupational Therapy have done incredible. Yeah, as I said, for their resources they've created. I think that's such a great snapshot of what occupations are. Occupations are so varied depending on the person themselves, what they enjoy doing, what they need to do, as well as what their day-to-day life looks like. And also this can be related to their age and their their leisure and different activity they like to do. I was actually reflecting on this this week in regards to yeah, OTing myself. I think sometimes we have to take a step back and OT ourselves and focus on what occupations do I need to or want to do. And a big thing for me is actually making sure my occupational cup is full and supported. And at the moment, I am moving out of where I'm currently living into somewhere else and things in my occupational cup, like my self-care. I love doing self-care and that's just something that I haven't been able to do, which then has a domino effect on the rest of the way that I live my life essentially, as well as leisure occupations that I really have not had time to do because my focus has been solely on other elements of my life and other occupations that I have needed to do. Not so much wanted to, but I've actually needed to do. Have a little think to yourself about your own occupational cup and think about what you enjoy doing of things that you need and want to do and see what creates your occupational cup what fills that up is it occupations around self-care is it personal care are you focusing on for yourself because i find that sometimes in different settings you can get a bit fixated on different occupations so it could be that if you're in a hospital it might be a sole focus on personal care occupations different occupations regarding the house itself so around kitchen tasks toileting tasks things like that actually Take that step back of what does it mean to that person? I think having that reflective point on yourself for all those different occupations that you want, need or like to do and actually think, you know what? Let the person tell you what their occupations are and sometimes they actually need a bit of guidance because as I've said before in previous episodes, people don't always know what we do and how we can help people. So there are a lot of different tools out there to support people to actually think about the different occupations they do every day and the things that they may not do every day because they can't do them. I think it's important to realize that we're all different. And so it's the occupations that actually matter to us as a person. And it's gonna differ from person to person. And it's gonna differ from environment, from interest, values, beliefs, and skills. And also I think it's important to know that occupations can change throughout our lives. So it might be that if you've been working with someone for a long time, that they might have wanted to work on an occupation the couple of years before you work with them or the year before. And it's really important to regularly review goals, regularly review function to ensure that you're really working on something with them that is really, really meaningful for them. Another question they've got, which I think is a a really interesting 
question that I I wonder if how many of you often think of this and how you feel after I say this question. So what occupation or occupations would you be devastated to lose? So I think this is yeah, a really great question for us to reflect on. So a bit of information they've written about this is as an occupational therapist, I'd explore what that occupation means to you. And then together we'd create a plan of goals and adjustments to get you back to doing it. If that is not possible, we can explore alternatives that could have the same meaning to you. By doing this, we can give people a renewed sense of purpose and open up new opportunities to change the way they feel about the future. Occupational therapy helps you live your best life at home, at work and everywhere else. And then the last prompt they've got is, have you thought about why occupations are essential to living? So another summary that they've got is, they give our lives meaning, purpose and structure. They help shape who we are, connect us with others and help create our identity and sense of belonging. Through occupation, we enhance our health and quality of life. Focusing on occupation leads to improvements in our ability to do the things we need and want to do, our social relationships, communication, connections, as well as our mood, rest and sleep. Occupations are particularly important when we're going through times of change, when we can't do an occupation anymore, or we need to adjust the way we do it because of ill health or other barriers. Our sense of self and purpose may change. So this is where occupational therapy comes in to put quality back into life. Oh, I just love, I'm love, love, loving all of these resources and I really hope you're enjoying me talking through them. And again, as I said, I will be posting the links to these because they're so amazing. So yeah, Royal College of Occupational Therapy, if you're listening, incredible, incredible resources. And another bit of like information to think about is actually how you explain occupational therapy. So I've spoke about this in previous episodes about actually explaining occupational therapy in a way that someone's able to understand. So having those practical conversations to explain how can this person, this occupational therapist support me? And the Royal College of Occupational Therapy actually have a section on story examples. So they say storytelling really helps to bring things to life. So we've shared a few stories here about the value of occupations that you can use. So no doubt you have your own, so use them whenever you're talking about occupations. So I'll just go through here three different examples that they've got and I'll talk about some of my own as well. So they have disrupting occupations has consequences. Lockdown meant children couldn't go to school and families adapted as best as they could. But we're now seeing the highest levels of persistent absences from school, more than double in England compared to pre-COVID. Going to school is a key occupation for children. Some families can support their children to get back to school, but others need additional support from an occupational therapist to return. I think that's, yeah, a great, a great story example of how occupational therapy can help children in regards to our role with children and going back to school. The second one they have is environmental impacts on occupations. Focusing on occupation reduces the pressure on the health and social care system and saves money. People are living longer and in just under half, 45% of all older households, someone is living with a long-term illness or disability. Living independently for longer improves quality of life, but homes need to support daily occupations. An occupational therapist can help adapt a house with minor home modifications or major home modifications. And the cost of this is lower opposed to the cost of a year in residential care. And that storytelling is actually a big part of 
the role that I did as a community therapist in England. So we did a lot of work on supporting someone to remain at home as well as supporting them in regards to the occupations at home from a rehabilitation standpoint and also a compensatory approach. So we did a lot of work around assistive technology slash equipment if you're from England as well as any sensors and things like that which in England we call that assistive technology. gets a bit confusing with the change of terminology there um, and also supporting people with adapting properties to enable somebody to live at home so by having removing someone's bath and changing their bathroom to enable it to be a walking bathroom which could enable somebody to be able to shower independently so that supports them with their own independence and also dignity to be able to do the things themselves as well as it prevents the need for a carer or support worker or, or mentor to, to support them in that occupation slash activity daily living of the things that they, they need to do. As well as a lot of people, they want to remain in their own home. And I think it's so important that we do as much as we can within our power to support people to do the things that they want to do. So remaining in their own home to provide that rehabilitation compensatory approach with the equipment with the education from them or their informal supports and yeah I think that's a, a massive element of of community therapy and then the last one is occupation is key to successful rehabilitation rehabilitation is more effective when focused on goals based on what the person wants and needs to do and interventions that build the person's ability to participate in those occupations again so there are just three examples there in regards to storytelling and occupations when i am talking about occupations with with people that i support i generally will discuss around the physical elements of demonstrating how occupational therapy can support somebody so really like adapting it to that person's situation or the environment that I'm in so it might be that I'm talking about somebody maybe again back to adaptations they may have currently have support with um, an occupation such as needing to be able to shower themselves or shave their legs or different things like that so actually unpacking you know by us having a bit of a rehab approach we could work on x y and z to support you to meet that goal and if if we need some additional support to help you to meet that goal or to enable you to be independent with that occupation we can actually adapt it so it might be that we could add different heighted grab rails to enable you to lift your leg up higher a higher position or it might be a long handled razor to be i'm now focused on shaving legs <laughs> to be able to um shave legs or it might be that you know what the difficulty is actually being able to get into the shower area so it might be changing the whole environmental setup for a walk-in shower to support with the the personal care and the independence around that as well as the addition of of shaving leg so that's just one example from me i'll keep it short as i'm aware that i like to try and keep these episodes to around about 10 to 20 minutes and i think i'm heading towards 20 minutes so i'd love to hear what examples you talk about with the people that you're working with around occupations as well so yeah please please let me know on instagram so that is some amazing insightful information from the royal college of occupational therapy so thank you so much for sharing this on your website so that everybody could use this i'm going to end the podcast episode there as 
I like to, as I said, I like to keep them to about 20 minutes. So I would love to hear from you all around what occupations mean to you. So those reflective questions that I staged, I'm going to post them on my Instagram, which is at Passion Occupational Therapy. And yeah, I'd love to hear from you. So yeah, please, please send me a message on Instagram at Passion Occupational Therapy. I will always reply. And I've had so many people message me so far and it's just so amazing to connect with occupational therapists from around the world. And I just... Yeah, I just love connecting with other people that love to learn and that are just supportive of each other because, yeah, I just I just love it. Love it, love it, love it. So I hope you have an amazing occupational therapy week if you are in the UK. And I'm actually going to do a second episode on the evidence-based practice relating to occupations. So there will be a part two to this episode. And if you're still here, from the previous episode around the therapeutic use of self. I've not forgotten my episode in the next couple of episodes is, is going to be all around the evidence base for the therapeutic use of self. So please hang on. And also if you've got any ideas of podcast episodes that you'd like me to create, then please message me because I would just love to hear from you. And also if there's any feedback, positive or negative, I love feedback. I think it's the way that we learn. Um, so any feedback is amazing for me. So I hope you have an incredible week and I hope I hear from some of you soon. Thank you. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Passion OT podcast. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Please share this with your OT friends and subscribe to the channel. The more people that subscribe to the channel, the more people this podcast will reach. So I really appreciate it if you share and subscribe. Have a great day.